In Viking times, a thing was a gathering, a place where leaders and warriors could meet and talk. In the 21st century, our thing is a virtual place where history academics and enthusiasts from around the world can come together to share knowledge. We're your hosts, Miranda Schmiederer and Lucas Norton. So hold on to your helmets for this episode of that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast. Welcome back to that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast. Today we have a special treat for you, a bonus mini-episode. We're currently in the midst of National Social Prescribing Week, which is running from the 4th to the 11th of March. To help us celebrate, we're once again joined by Katrina Gargett, who you might remember from episode 18, York Archaeology Now Part 2, where she told us all about the fascinating new program she was working on called Archaeology on Prescription. It's been a few months since we've heard from her, Make sure to listen to episode 18 as well to get a comprehensive understanding of just how far this program has come. But in the meantime, here's my interview with Katrina. Hi everyone, I am Katrina Gaggett and I'm the Community Engagement Manager at York Archaeological Trust and I lead on um, our community engagement programmes. So that includes um, Yordig, which are our co-created community-led exhibitions um, and at the moment Archaeology on Prescription. Brilliant. The last time our listeners would have heard from you, you were kind of in the throes of a really big project called yeah. Archaeology on Prescription. It has since finished. That's the first pilot kind of done. It and is. you've you've you're in the middle of another related program and you're about to start pilot number two. So can you basically tell us all about that? Today? Yeah, we are. It seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Um <laughs> so yeah, so last time I spoke to you, we were in the middle, I think, of doing the mm-hmm. first pilot, and that ended sort of beginning of November time. And we had such a good response from the participants on that pilot. Um, just a reminder, they were from Converge, which is a, an organisation based at York St. John that work with students with mental health needs and changing lives who work with people recovering from drug and alcohol addiction. And the kind of overwhelming feedback from that first um, pilot was that they'd um, experienced a really positive increase in their well-being, which, which is great because that was one of our aims, our kind of main aim that we wanted to meet. Um, but also that they'd kind of made friends. There was a real sort of rapport between everybody who joined the project um, and that they'd sort of learnt about archaeology and heritage and kind of experienced that wonder um, and that sort of enchantment of archaeology. And they just had a great time. And there was some really quite, you know, <laughs> monumental is a huge word. <laughs> I don't know why that one comes to mind. But there were some really kind of significant impacts on um, certain individuals in particular, um, which were really, really great to see. But one thing we were sort of very conscious of coming out of that um, first pilot is that very often with these kind of health and well-being projects, when they end, they have an end point. Quite often the participants that have experienced that positive increase then experience a negative decline in their well-being because it's come to an end and they don't have anything to look forward to. Um, so what we wanted to do was put on a new programme for the winter period beginning in um, January where they could get involved in post-excavation and creative activities that were linked to the dig down at Willow House, um, just to kind of keep their involvement in the project and ensure that the sort of negative impacts of the project ending um, weren't quite as pronounced as they could have been, say. So recently, we've been working with Converge tutors to do some creative courses in filmmaking and creative writing and soundscapes and songwriting, um, and there's definitely another one that I've forgotten, but there's um, the Converge students that are taking part um, have all kind of expressed already how 
taking part in those courses and being able to sort of creatively explore their experience on the dig during the first pilot and sort of look at how we communicate past the public um, has been really great for them. And then alongside that, they've been working with Aaron and Christina, our other project team members, on doing post-excavation work. Um, So that's been really, really great. Luckily, we were funded by the NHS to do that programme. So we're just coming to the end of that now, ahead of our next pilot, which is beginning in April. Before we get to the next pilot, am I right in thinking that, I mean, because of the nature of this kind of winter program, you're able to get people with like um, disabilities or maybe mobility needs and stuff more involved in a way that you probably couldn't during the actual dig itself? Yeah, so we're doing the uh, creative courses at York St. John um, in a lot of their classrooms that are kind of fully accessible. And we're taking along objects from the dig and maps and um, kind of historic documentation and things to really engage people in the um, the story of Warmgate, the history of Warmgate, the story of the dig. Um, and they're able to um, sort of explore their thoughts and their feelings around it. Um, but because of sort of the nature of where we are, it's it's a lot more kind of fully accessible. And, and that sort of creative activity is something that we want to carry on when we get down to site because Willow House itself is very sort of accessible as well. And so it means that if they can't physically get into a trench, um, then there are still kind of other activities that they can do alongside that. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So what's in store for Pilot 2 then? I mean, I imagine that it's muchly going to be the same as last time, but I'm, there are probably a few tweaks and things, aren't there? Yeah, we've sort of been look, developing it over the last few months and looking at how we can kind of improve on what we did in the first pilot and sort of tweak things. Firstly, it's going to be a lot bigger. We've got more project partners coming on board. Um, we've got charities um, like Sash and Door84 and The Hut and there's another one <laughs> honestly I, I keep reeling these off and I always forget who the others are but so we've got yeah more project partners coming down to get more people engaged on site and then we will have sort of the same activities that people could take part in in the first pilot but we're looking at sort of expanding particularly on the kind of creative side of things and really kind of allowing participants to take the lead on what they want to do um, and what they want to explore and and so that they can sort of choose what they what they would like to do based on their needs and based on their interests when they come down to site so yeah it's going to look very similar to pilot one um but we have sort of developed a lot of the the kind of documentation we've looked at the referral process we've looked at sort of tweaking the activities and really making it kind of accessible and inclusive as we possibly can oh that's so exciting so this episode is going to be released during National Social Prescribing Week. Um, can you tell us a little bit about social prescribing and, and how this whole thing kind of fits into that? Yeah, sure. So um, social prescribing really is kind of a movement in the health and social care sector at the moment, which is looking at how we can improve people's well-being through them taking part in social activities. So rather than kind of relying on medicinal interventions, like taking tablets and things for depression and anxiety and kind of um, low to medium uh, mental health illnesses, it's looking at kind of how we can help to improve people's well-being by giving them something to do that they're interested in, kind of allowing them to make social connections and to sort of improve their well-being that way. It's increasingly becoming a very big thing and people are getting involved in sort of green social prescribing projects like gardening or there's various others, there's blue social prescribing, so doing activities with water and, and things like that. And then there's kind of cultural social prescribing, which I guess is where we fit in with archaeology. Although we kind of do, we're very similar to green social prescribing, where you're kind of getting outdoors and in using nature, your hands in yeah. nature. And it's very sort of, you know, tactile and things like that. 
so archaeology and prescription sort of fits in as an offer within sort of York's wider social prescribing landscape where we're hoping um, that people can be referred through GPs um, onto our project and GPs work with social prescribing link workers who identify projects in local areas um, and then get people signed up to them. So we're working closely with our local um, primary care networks and the link workers that are embedded within those to get people signed up. So that's um, another exciting thing about this next pilot is that we've had our first referrals through the GPs in York. So um, I think so far we've got four signed up, but we're obviously looking to increase that and, and get people onto the project so that they can just really benefit through taking part in archaeology and kind of getting their hands dirty. Oh, that's really exciting. So obviously there is this kind of um, going through their GPs to, to get involved in the project, but what, what about other people? Is there another way for anyone to get involved with your projects and stuff? Well, at the moment, archaeology and prescription is uh, very specifically through either through GP referrals or through um, our project partners. But as we're kind of expanding it, because we, what we're aiming to do is sort of make this into a sustained year-round programme where people can kind of get involved, then hopefully there will be opportunity for more people to kind of take part. If people are looking to just get involved in an archaeological uh, excavation, then we do have our We Dig training excavation that's happening this summer. Um, so you can go onto our website to find out more details about that. And that will be at Willow House. So it will be on the same site as we're doing our archaeology on prescription excavation. So you'll be exploring the same kind of history and trying to find out uh, what's on the site. We're looking for a lost medieval church. So if you want to come and help <laughs> us find that, <laughs> then you'd be more than welcome to. We do have a volunteer gardening group as well. So where we're excavating at Willow House um, is in the garden of the care home. So I think activity will be increasingly picking up as it kind of gets into the warmer months because it's a bit too cold to be going and <laughs> digging or gardening down there at the moment. So there is an opportunity um, if you go onto our website and go onto our archaeology description page. I think it's at the bottom of that page. You can find out about um, doing some volunteer gardening as well. Um, and there might uh, potentially be opportunities to take up a role as kind of a volunteer explainer. Where we're situated is right next to the city walls and we do get a lot of um, interest from kind of local people passing and tourists that are passing. Um, so we are looking eventually um, for people who will be able to sort of engage those people that come up to the gate and ask us what we're doing and show them some finds and things like that. So Brilliant. Thanks so much to Katrina for joining us for this bonus episode today. To hear more from Katrina and her team, visit yorkarchaeology.co.uk forward slash archaeology dash on dash prescription. You won't have to wait long to hear more from me and Lucas. Our next episode drops on the 11th of March, so stay tuned. In the meantime, if you haven't had your fill of Vikings, make sure to visit the Jorvik Viking Center. Get your tickets on yorvikvikingcenter.co.uk. Don't forget to rate and review that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast on your podcast app. And if you enjoyed the show, share us with a friend. It's the best way to help support your favorite Viking podcast. To contact us for more information or ideas for future episodes, you can email us on podcast at yorkat.co.uk. Thanks for listening to that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Transcripts and chapter markers are available on yorvikthing.buzzsprout.com. That Yorvik Viking Thing podcast is a production of the Yorvik Group and York Archaeology. Hosted by Miranda Schmiederer and Lucas Norton. Researched by Lucas Norton, Ashley Fisher, and Miranda Schmiederer. 
produced by Ashley Fisher, sound designed and edited by Miranda Schmiederer.